Welcome back to Far From Perfect, everyone. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today we are talking all things fat loss. It is that time of year when people are contemplating starting a fat loss phase, and I want to help you get the most out of your dedicated time in fat fat loss. Now, as you know, I would much rather talk about living in maintenance, but if you have been living in maintenance or been doing an actual muscle building phase, I want to support you and your efforts there. Now, I'll just get right to the podcast, but normally I share this at the end. I'm going to share it at the beginning today. You can support the podcast by supporting the people who help me keep on going. And there are four main ways that you can do that. Number one, Outwork Nutrition Supplements. I am an affiliate for them, but I do believe in their products wholeheartedly. I would only sign up to be an affiliate or things that I truly believe in. You can save 10% on your first purchase when you use code Kylie. Just use the links that are in the show notes to find the direct link to get there. Also, it is also self-tanning season. Glow Pro self-tanner is legit the best self-tanner I have ever used and I love it with my whole heart. You can also use code Larson to save 5% there. And then finally, my tribe, my true beauty counter. It's the time to start stocking up on sunblock. And we also have a few new products that are launching. Again, check out the show notes for those links. You guys enjoy this episode that is all about fat loss and best of luck to you and your fat loss efforts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Far From Perfect. I am here today doing a solo episode talking all things fat loss. Now, I much prefer talking about living in maintenance, reverse dieting, and then, of course, you living out your life's purpose, all of these things that are really, really important. But I also want you to be able to go after any goal that you want to go after. So today, as we talk about fat loss, we're going to be talking about, is it the right time for you to go into a fat loss phase? And how can I have the most successful fat loss phase possible? And then also, what are some hard truths that we have to realize about this fat loss phase? So I'm going to dive right in and let's talk about how do I know if I am ready to actually start a fat loss phase. Number one, you need to have not been on a diet for at least six months, meaning you need to have been living in maintenance for at least six months. What is maintenance? I, when I say living in maintenance, that means you eating at your maintenance level calories or higher. The longer you can spend at maintenance, the better chances of success you are setting yourself up for in this fat loss phase. So, you know, it's not like we need to be intentional with our nutrition. We've talked about this periodized nutrition. 
you don't just willy nilly decide that you want to go on a diet. You don't start a diet on January and then realize you can't do it in the middle of the month and then get to start another diet in March, April, or May. You need to have these planned times throughout the year in order to get the most bang for your buck and also that you can so that you can stop like starting again stopping again starting again stopping again because that's not getting you anywhere and I'm sure a lot of you are like yeah I've been doing that for the last 15 years and it's I've kept in the exact same spot or I've gained weight the next thing you are managing your stress well now nobody's life is stress free and it's never going to be stress-free. However, if life is particularly stressful right now, I would not advise embarking on a fat loss phase right now because stress management is a huge part of releasing weight. And if you are super stressed, it's going to cause your hormones to not cooperate. They're not going to operate the way that you want them to. If your hormones aren't working optimally, you're going to have a really, really hard time losing weight. So just assess where you're at. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. You are ready to make some sacrifices. Fat loss is going to require some sacrifices on your end. This is why living in maintenance is so wonderful. You have so much more freedom to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy in the quantity that you want to enjoy them. So am I ever going to ask you to eliminate cookie, ice cream, alcohol, pizza, nachos, Going out to dinner, never, never, ever, ever, ever. That is the antithesis about what I am about. However, in this dedicated fat loss phase, you do have to pay more attention. You do have to be a little bit more judicious about how often you're going out to eat, about how much alcohol you are drinking. So understand that for this 12 to 16 week time frame, let me make sure I don't forget to talk about that a little bit later on that you're going to have to say no to some things. You're going to have to eat, you know, the smaller scoop of ice cream when you go out to ice cream with your family. It's not a forever thing. It's just while you have this very specific goal that you have chosen. So we don't get to be martyrs because oh, I can't eat that because I'm in a fat loss phase. Nope. I decided I'm not eating that because I am in a fat loss phase. Feel empowered by this decision, not like you're the only one that can't ever eat ice cream ever again, because that's not the case. This is a choice that you have made. Own your choices. Uh, the next item, are you ready for a fat loss phase? It is not your most busy time of year. So this kind of goes in alignment with the whole stress conversation. The best time for a fat loss phase is going to be different for a lot of us. I do think there are some like overarching times of the year that work better than others. For example, the holidays from November to December, maybe even October. I don't think that's ideal because we have so many holidays jam-packed into a small amount of time. Your social events are exponentially more the foods are yummy. It's about connecting. The days are shorter. You can't get as many steps in without really working for it. So I just don't think, I mean, you do what you want to do, but I just don't think that November, December, even January timeframe is the best time for people to focus on fat loss. If you are an accountant, 
forget about it in April, right? Stress is high. Hours are long. You don't need this added stress of trying to lose weight during your most busy season. Teachers, August, probably not the best time to be in a fat loss phase. You're getting your classroom ready. You're going back to school. You're figuring out your schedule again, along with your kids' schedule. So look at your schedule and see, okay, when do I have three months that, you know, life is never going to be perfect, but where do I have three months where I'm a little bit more focused and I have a little bit more control over my time? That is a great time to start your fat loss phase, right? If you have to travel a lot for work, if it's, if you, if there's a certain time in the year where you're traveling more and you've got vacations piled on and everybody in your family has a birthday in January, that's our scenario. Probably not the best time for fat loss to happen. Again, there is never a perfect time, but some times are better than others. This is also really, really important. This is the fifth item I'm going to talk about. You've got realistic expectations. Everybody. First off, extend your timeline. However long you think it's going to take, I want you to double it. Also, please understand your physique goals will not be met in one fat loss phase. In fact, your physique is not made in fat loss at all. Your physique is made, that physique that you want, it's made when you are living in maintenance and when you are focused on building muscle for those of you that have the balls to actually do a building phase to where you're eating in a surplus. That is where your body is crafted. In fat loss, we unveil the results of all of your hard work. This is why like, you just have to like take all your expectations off of the table and understand that this is a process that we're going to chip away at over time. My hope is that you get to a point where you're like, I'm good, and you start chipping away at other goals. But this is like a lifelong process. You're never not going to eat well. You're never not going to move your body. Your goals are going to shift Along the way, like in a certain age group, you might have goals to be super shredded. In another age bracket, your goal might to be to not make noise when you get up from a seated position. All valid goals, but just understand you need to have realistic expectations for your fat loss phase. You're not going to lose 50 pounds in one singular fat loss phase. Can you lose 50 pounds? Yes, you can lose 100 pounds but it's going to take more than a 16 week fat loss phase. And I will also say this, those of you that do have a significant amount of weight to lose, like if you have a hundred pounds to lose, you, you can stay in that fat loss phase longer because the benefits of staying in that deficit outweigh the risks of carrying, carrying around that extra weight because it's going to make you healthier to lose the weight than it is to keep carrying around that extra weight. But still, even if you do have 100 pounds to lose, you still can't be in a deficit forever, remember, because our body adapts to what we give it. Eventually, your body is going to stop responding to that caloric deficit, and you need to spend some time working your way back up to maintenance so that you can execute another fat loss phase in the future. Uh, sixth item, you're sleeping well. Again, this goes along with the stress management, but sleep is so important that I don't want to sleep on it. See what I did there? See what I did there? But you're not going to lose weight if you're not sleeping. Sleep, especially gals in your 40s and above, if you're not sleeping, you're not going to release the weight. You have got to be sleeping. 
And it's not tossing and turning sleep. It's quality sleep. And this might be something that you focus on before you pursue your fat loss goals. I made a post on Instagram the other day, don't lead with fat loss, because a lot of us have a lot of other factors that we need to address first before our bodies are in a position to chase fat loss. Final few things. You are committed to a reverse diet. Why? Why, why, why do people go on these diets, sign up for programs, they lose 20, 30 pounds, but then six months, one year later, they've gained it back plus some. It's because they don't have an exit strategy. Your reverse diet is part of the fat loss process. It is, I like to explain it. If fat loss is a highway, reverse diet is the exit ramp back home. This is how you get back into maintenance without adding all that weight that you lost back on. You're not going to be your leanest when you're in maintenance, but that's okay because it's not like you have two bodies, one for fat loss and one in maintenance. No, there's going to be minimal weight gain. There's going to be minimal fat gain. But if you would rather, but this is the way that you keep majority of the weight off transitioning from fat loss back into maintenance. It's like pregnancy. There's three trimesters, right? Hence the word try, but there's actually a fourth trimester which is that postpartum period. Think of it like that. You have to do the reverse diet. And there are people out there that say now, you know, you don't need a reverse diet. It's a waste of time. It keeps you in that caloric deficit longer. Just go back into maintenance. Well, the way we do a reverse diet, we do get you back up into maintenance right away because we have a higher jump of calories, about 200 calories, which is your new estimated maintenance after being in fat loss for that 12 to 16 week time period. And if you don't want to do that, then go ahead. Don't reverse diet, go back up into maintenance and see what happens. The reason we do it slowly and gradually is so we can maintain that control to mitigate any unwanted fat gain in the process. So, I mean, it's up to you. Don't reverse diet if you don't want to, but if you want to, you know, keep that weight off and not run the risk of unwanted weight gain, my advice, slowly and gradually add those calories back in. Now, how can we make this fat loss phase as easy as possible? These are things I do. You may not have these same strategies, but this is what I do. Number one, I already talked about it. Stop dieting all the time. That's going to make your fat loss phase as easy as possible because if you're always trying to live off poverty macros, poverty calories, it is, it's like a beatdown. You don't have any room for anything. You're constantly watching your food. You're constantly weighing. You're having to be hypervigilant all the time. Stop doing that for both mental and physical reasons. Number two, make it as easy on yourself as possible with weighing and tracking. So in maintenance, you don't have to weigh and track your food. A lot of people like to, so they can just keep an eye on things. But in fat loss, when you have a specific goal, you have to get specific. I personally, because I've been tracking for so long, it's not that it's just, it, yes, it is easy, but I don't want to do it. But if I'm in a fat loss phase, I need to do it. I need to keep close eye on how much I'm actually eating. The way I do that is I make my foods simple. Easy to weigh, easy to track. So you might love cooking with recipes and that is amazing. But fat loss is going to be so much easier if you have a protein seasoned a certain way. If you have a vegetable 
that has been steamed or roasted or grilled or you put in the microwave. And if you have a carbohydrate that is simple, again, easy to weigh. You don't have to eat like a bodybuilder, but it just makes tracking and hitting your macros so much easier. Save those recipes for when you're in maintenance. For this short time frame, for this short period of your year, try and simplify as much as you can, especially those of you that are new to this. Second thing, automate it. Okay, I've got this meal, this meal that I love for breakfast, my one egg, my five egg whites, my 40 grams of oatmeal, my spinach, my coffee creamer. I automate that and I replicate it every single day. I know it works. I know these meals fit my macros. I'm just going to repeat them until I can't stand it. And then I will shake it up somehow. The easier you can make this on yourself, the more compliant you're going to be, the more compliant you are, the more successful you're going to be. Because fat loss requires compliance. And it's a lot easier than you think to pull yourself out of that deficit with an extra tablespoon of peanut butter over here, a handful of your kids, cereal over here, a spoonful of your kids' mac and cheese over here, a couple bites of the pizza from over here, a couple of chips when you're out for Mexican, right? This is uh, These are all examples I'm pulling from my real life. I know this happens and I have to get real with myself. Kylie, yeah, maybe one spoonful of ice cream isn't going to make a difference, but you also had a handful of cereal this morning, a little bit more peanut butter, and a couple of tortilla chips when you guys were out to dinner. Bam, 200 extra calories. Bam, out of a deficit. Bam, do that more than one day a week. You can see why we think we're in a deficit, but we're not. Third thing, plan. This goes with my automate and replicate. If you are new to this, especially, you are not going to hit fat loss macros on a whim. It's going to take pre-planning on your part. So what I want you to do, we do this is the strategy we use in our programs in your element and revive. Pre-log your day. What does that mean? I'm recording this on a Tuesday. That means tonight I'm going to put my Wednesday macros in on Wednesday and I'm going to see if they actually fit the macros that I have. Then I can make any adjustments necessary if I, like, let's say I'm over 40 grams of carbs and I'm under 20 grams of protein. Okay, I can make those adjustments the day before. So then on Wednesday, all I have to do is follow the plan. You take the thinking out of it. That's one of the best things you can do. No thinking in fat loss. Follow the plan that you have developed for yourself. Are you going to have to be flexible? Yes, you are. But as to to the best of your ability, pre-plan so that you don't have to make any more decisions because that's going to make your fat loss easier. And and then I already talked about when is a good time for you. Um, That's just something I had in my notes. Now, the next thing I want to talk about are some hard truths in fat loss. So number one, there's going to be some hunger. Just plan on it. Plan on being a little bit hungry. Do you want to have to white knuckle it through this process, no, you don't. So you want to keep an eye on it. If you're so hungry that it causes you to binge in the nighttime, you might need to adjust your macros. Look at what you're eating. See if you can find some more like volume foods, but there will be some hunger. I already mentioned this. You're going to have to plan. 
spontaneity and fat loss don't go hand in hand. Another reason you don't want to be in fat loss all the time. Some sacrifices are going to have to be made. We already talked about that. The scale is not going to move as fast as you want it to. You're not going to lose a pound each week. There will be some weeks where you don't lose any pounds. Does that mean it's not working? No. Progress is not linear in anything, but especially in fat loss. And if you're strength training at the same time, there is a good chance that, you know, you are, it's hard to say if you're actually experiencing body recomposition while you're in fat loss. If you're new to training, that can absolutely happen. But just because the scale doesn't move on a week to week basis does not mean that it's not working. So this is why you need other forms of feedback. Like what's your waist measurement doing? What are pictures telling you? Um, I already talked about this. It's going to take more than one round of fat loss to reach your goal. Here's something. Your workouts are going to get harder. Food is energy. You take some food away, you're taking away some energy that you use for your workouts normally. So get ready to not be able to lift quite as heavy, to feel more tired during your training sessions to maybe not want to go work out, even though you love working out, to not have the same amount of endurance when you are going for your runs or doing your spin class or your Stairmaster sessions, whatever it's like. Fat loss is going to affect your workouts. Alcohol, it's really hard to fit in. So, you know, plan for it, but just understand you have to plan for it. And number two, ladies in your 40s, especially, this could be the thing. It messes with your gut. It messes with your digestion. It messes with your sleep. It really is not friendly to fat loss. So, you know, make your decisions as needed. You're going to have to be compliant to get results. I already talked about that. Cardio alone is a terrible strategy. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you already know that, know this. So maybe you need to send this podcast to a friend who thinks that he or she can just do, you know, three more spin classes a week or run a few more miles each day and get that fat loss. That's not the way to do it again, because your body adapts, your body is going to adapt to that cardiovascular activity. And maybe in the upfront, you burn an extra 200 calories each time you do that but your body knows how to work efficiently. That's why you build endurance. You're going to burn less calories doing the same things. That means you're going to stall out in your fat loss really quickly. So don't rely on exercise, especially cardio for fat loss. Use your nutrition for fat loss. If you are someone who is skinny fat, you need to focus on building muscle, not losing fat. And this is a hard truth for a lot of women, right? People look at you and, you know, in your clothes, you, no one would ever say you have weight to lose. So let's not focus on that. If you want a strong muscular body that looks like you work out, that's not going to be achieved by another caloric deficit. That's going to be achieved by eating in maintenance, eating in a surplus, lifting weights for a really long time. Then you're going to get that look that you want. Here's a really hard one. I love this one. I love delivering this message. You don't get extra time in fat loss just because you were not compliant. So let's use that January example. I honestly think January is a terrible time to jumpstart into fat loss. Let's say you did though, but 
life got crazy because kids were getting back to school, work ramped up because everything put, everybody put everything off for the last two weeks of December. And now the first week of January is just absolutely bonkers. You're getting your life back in order and you're trying to reestablish your workout routine and be in a caloric deficit all at once, not to mention all the other stress that you're already dealing with. So let's say you dig around those first three weeks in January of your fat loss phase. You don't just get to add three more weeks on at the end because you weren't compliant in the first part. Compliance is so important. This is why you have to find a time and take it seriously. Take your fat loss phase seriously. I'm all about having fun and I'm all about fun and flexibility, but in fat loss, you need to be more serious about what it is that you're doing, at least if you really want results, right? And this is the decision that you have to make. Is it worth it? Do I want to take it seriously? Am I actually ready for this? And then manage your own expectations for the outcome that you may or may not get. If you don't take it seriously, then you're not going to get serious results. Um, you're going to have to take pictures. You got to take pictures. The scale. If you've been here for a while, you know what I say. The scale is not a liar. The scale is absolutely not a liar. It, you know, it measures the, the Earth's gravitational pull. That is data, not a lie. However, it does not tell the whole story. But if you have measurements, if you have pictures, you have that scale data, now you have a clear picture of what's going on. In addition to other biofeedback markers, how is your sleep? How is your digestion? What about your cycle? How's your mood? How's your hunger? What are your energy levels like? All of those things are also important to keep track of. But as when it comes to goals and fat loss, don't just have the scale. Also use the pictures and the measurements. Last thing, I'm saying the same thing, but in a different way. You cannot stay in fat loss forever. You cannot. It will not work. And here's what happened. So let's say you started, um, let's say you, let's say you're brand new to this process and your coach puts you on, or you find a macro calculation that has you at 1600 calories, not bad for fat loss. Truly. That's a decent, if you can experience fat loss on 1600 calories, I think you're doing a really good job. Um, you will hit a plateau during that time. So then you're going to have to lower your macros a little bit more and you're not going to lower your protein. That means the lowering is going to come from your carbohydrates and fats. And that 1,600 calories, you don't have a lot to play with in the first place. So then you're going to be at a point where, and that's not really fun. If you lowered another 100 calories or even 50, you're at 1,550, 1,500. Oh, man. Well, I only have a few more weeks left. Maybe I could lower one more time. But then you're not going to want to lower after that. But if you do stay in that this fat loss phase, your body is going to adapt to that 1500 calorie mark. And you might start then gaining weight at that 1500 calorie mark, but you're not going to have any room to lower without hating life. So this is why you want to be strategic about how you plan your year. And this is what I will leave you with. Look at your year. Plan it out. Start with when is the best time for me to start a fat loss phase? Let's say it is May. So you're in fat loss May, June, July. Awesome. That means you can reverse diet for August, September, potentially October, live in maintenance throughout the holidays, 
throughout the majority of that next year. And then if you want, start another fat loss phase in May or June of the next year. That's how this works. And you do not, let me repeat, you do not have to do a fat loss phase every single year. But the people that follow the process like this have the best results. And I look at it this way. You can follow the process as it is, or you can keep doing what you're doing for another year and still see no results. Or slowly, gradually chip away at this. Focus on building when you're not in a deficit. Execute your fat loss, you know, with excellence when you are in it so that you can be compliant and get the most that you can out of each phase. Slow and steady is sustainable. And I know you don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear that. But anytime someone promises quick weight loss, fast weight loss, rapid weight loss, easy come, easy go. Flip it around, easy go, easy come back. So you really have to put on your wise, loving caregiver hat. You have to slow down your thoughts. We have to not knee-jerk react when it comes to fat loss. You have to be, you know, you, you have, like I said, you have to slow down your thinking. Use that wise, loving caregiver brain that knows what's best for you and wants what's best for you. Not the quick thinking brain that wants to slash calories and add a ton of cardio back in. And those of us that even know better, sometimes we fall into that trap too. Well, if I just did, but eventually you, you know better for long enough that you just don't go back there and you start to get the results that you want, or maybe your perspective on all of this changes. So good luck with your goals, whatever they are. I support your fat loss goals 100%. I want you to focus on compliance. I want you to focus on ease of tracking. I want you to take your fat loss phase seriously so that you do get the results that you want out of it. So, um, you know, I, I love talking more about maintenance because I feel like everyone gets fat loss, but I do want to support those of you that do have fat loss goals, because if you've spent the time in maintenance and muscle building, like you've earned, you've earned your time here. Let's get the most out of it. Understanding that it's going to be hard sometimes, but we can make it as easy in ourselves as possible by following these guidelines that I shared with you today. And, um, each time I, I don't want to say it gets easier each time. I don't want to say that, but if you do it this way, you're going to get the most out of it every time you try it. And one more thought, if your body does not respond, a healthy body is a responsive body. So if your body doesn't respond to the deficit and you lower again and still nothing happens, that's a good indicator that you might have something going on with hormones, with your thyroid. So work with someone, like look for a functional doctor that can run those tests and see what is going on with your cortisol, what is going on with your thyroid so that, you know, when all systems are go, you will, you will reap the benefits of all the hard work that you put in, not only in maintenance, but in your fat loss. So have a wonderful week, you guys. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.